0: Warning, Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews contains adult content and language.
1: Welcome, friends, to another episode of Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. I'm Brandon. And I'm Travis. And this week, I think we got a treat for you from June 25th, 1984. Yeah. We have the classic mm-hmm. Purple Rain, Prince one. and the Revolution. That's so good. Um, this is fun to do. Yeah. Um, this is uh, Prince's sixth studio album um yeah that's kind of crazy yeah I, I i still i'm boggled that we're in season two already <laughs> i know halfway through right yeah and uh this is an og pressing that we got our hands on yeah
0: well we also did a little bit of a, yeah. a sound test we had a picture disc too yeah this Whoop. one
1: this was a little different show yeah so which we'll,
0: we'll get into that later oh
1: right? yeah um i know my thoughts on it already but yeah, hey so we'll do <laughs> we'll, do, we'll dig into it <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't know what you can really say about this album other than it's fucking brilliant. It is.
0: I mean, it's one of the biggest albums of all time.
1: Yeah, right? it's de- isn't it like in the top fifty of most important albums. Oh uh, yeah, something yeah, I think it's something um, like that.
0: Usually ranked uh top ten, a lot of you know a lot of the rankings yeah, you look at. But I, this is one of those albums, and Prince is one of those. Uh, artist you never meet anybody who's like i fucking hate prince like everybody's like yeah and even
1: even through his many phases Mm -hmm. you know i mean we'll get deeper into all that but dude if if i mean even some of his off the wall shit was still cool yeah but uh i know what else is fucking cool i think it's time for the shitty beer of the week (laughs) all right (laughs) hey Did you ever get the uh, Jenny Ice out of your mouth from last week? That took days.
0: (laughs) Days and days.
1: Oh, God, folks. Do not buy Jenny Ice unless you want entertainment value and you want to play a cruel joke on somebody. But just be prepared for it to come back to you.
0: Yeah. Good God.
1: All right. You want to get into the old Ozark Trail, seeing how Marshall's still dropping the ball on us. Yeah, let's see what we got. Yeah, one of these days maybe Marshall will get tired of hearing us say about uh needing the mini fridge and they'll send us one. Oh uh, yes. All right. I have never had this. Stone Cold classic. But I do feel I do feel like I'm like ten feet tall and bulletproof holding yeah. it in my hand.
0: Oh my god. Just look at the those cans are fucking cool. The aesthetic. I like everything about it. I mean, Billy D. Williams drank
1: it. Well, that don't tell you what it is, folks. I don't know what will. We have the original, Colt 45. Yes. Ooh, 5.6 alcohol by volume. And let's read the can, shall we? It's, It's rich smoothness for every occasion. That's right. Colt 45 original always remains true to the, well, true, the classic American lager since 1963 Every time.
0: Every time, in bold, in all caps.
1: And if Billy D. Williams said it, I gotta believe it.
0: That's right. The world moves fast, but change isn't always a good thing when you got it right the first time around. That's why I turn to the great taste of Cult 45. It's the same bold classic it's always been, and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. Yeah. Cult 45. Because sometimes a true original doesn't need to change a thing. It works every time. I haven't had Colt 45
1: for about 25 years. I'm just hoping, because I've never had it, I just hope to fucking God that it does not taste like the ass we tried Uh, last
0: week. I'm just going to go out on a limb. I can't really remember because it's been so long. It's going to be better than all the ice beers.
1: But it's still going to suck, I got the feeling. It's going
0: to be above the ice beers and below everything else.
1: Okay, so. That's my prediction. I'm not, and it is pretty cold. It is cold. I mean, it's chilling my hand here, so. For sure. Oh, I guess. You ready? um, Let's see. We'll give her a go. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Here, hold on. Hit hit the can, because I got to go fast, because if we make a face, I ain't going to be able to do this for like 12 (laughs) minutes. (laughs) not
0: horrible It's not that i'm gonna drink every day but it's not horrible
1: nah it's not but it's kind of got a it's kind of sweet
0: it is a little bit sweet here's um, the, and here's the thing about all these cheap shitty beers they I, we've been saying it every week they all taste like the inside of the can
1: see i'm not really getting as much of the can taste off of it but it's uh i'm getting that sweet note off of it yeah um but I will tell you, when when I purchased these at the local grocery retailer, yeah, um, this was a dollar sixty nine a can. That Jenny Ice was a dollar thirty nine. So I can taste the thirty cents difference. It's, yeah,
0: I mean, go ahead, and <laughs> do, do the upsell.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if 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 you only got like a buck seventy on you, go ahead and get the Colt. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's as good as the Mickey's.
0: No. Or hams.
1: Um, now, hams, honestly, out of everything we've reviewed thus far, hams, hands down, is still one that I could go pick up a six and enjoy drinking.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: Um, You know, out of our, our shit beer selection that we've done. Yeah,
0: a Colt 45, I could see drinking if you were dicking around with your friends, right, and you wanted to surprise them with some sort of vintage swag type deal.
1: Yeah, I mean, I always expected it to be real heavy tasting. It's really not. Yeah. Um, It's
0: not horrible, but no. it is It is what it is.
1: I wouldn't want to drink six of them. No. Uh, I mean,
0: I'll be honest, I don't want to drink one of them, but I'm just saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it is definitely, hands above the rest, uh, better than Genesee.
0: Are they an independent brewery or are they owned by somebody?
1: Um,
0: They're, f- they're from uh, Milwaukee.
1: This is Heilman Brewing. All right. Somebody knows that
0: what they do. I, I don't think, I don't do research.
1: Yeah, we don't do research around here. How you doing over there smoking computer? <laughs> two zigzags, baby, that's- Shit, he might be doing some Colt 45 and 2 zigzags after this episode. We uh, don't know yet. I'm pretty sure. I mean, he's already got the Afro Man playing, so who knows?
0: Um, do you know my favorite thing about Colt 45? What's that? Isn't that the shirt Spicoli was wearing in Fast Times? Yes, it was.
1: Awesome! Totally awesome! right, Hamilton! I would love to have one of those shirts. I know they're repressed, Jordan. I know. I mean, they're pretty badass. I would like to have one, too. Uh, And right, Hamilton! (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Honestly, if you don't know Fast Times at Ridgemont High, you need to do yourself a favor and go watch that classic. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And that soundtrack is great. Like, I picked that up on vinyl a few years ago. Used. Uh,
1: it's fun to listen yeah, to. Yeah, I I'm got it on my radar. If yeah. I ever see it out, I'm going to go ahead and pick it up. Yeah. Uh, well, like I said, I I, I mean, I give it a thumbs up. Yeah, I give it a thumbs I'm up. I'm not going to knock it, but I'm like I said, I'm not going to throw back 12 of them neither.
0: It's not gonna take ninety six hours to get the taste out of my mouth like the Jenny Ice. No.
1: Salad. No. Out of I just don't know where to put this on our our list of everything. That's we need we need to actually come up with the list yeah. so we can have it in front of us. Yeah, that's a good idea. But that would require doing some type of yeah. work and research and we're not all about that on this show. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But what we are about is some um, Purple Rain by Prince and the Revolution. That's right. So yeah. Uh what'd you give the album cover?
0: Uh I gave it a 4. Um so it's this is the most prince thing that exists in this world I think, right? Is <laughs> this album cover. It's fantastic. Him on that purple motorcycle, right?
1: I believe it was a Honda.
0: Is that what it was? I think so. Uh you know what I mean? Like there's fog, like mood lighting and then the border are all these flowers and then the back cover is like all that floral print with the mismatched uh, font, you know, for the, the track listings. like, I love it.
1: But see what I think is cool about the flowers. I mean, I think the only thing that could have made it a little cooler mm-hmm. would have been if they did it in a Paisley. Yeah. Because, you know, he ended up calling his compound Paisley Park. Yeah, and, that makes sense. You know, but uh, I, I mean, I thought out of, you know, it's just one of those album covers. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me back up i did give it a four also yeah um it's it's one of those album covers that you know you know what it is from 30 feet away totally um the purple font with the yellow outline it pops it does um you know the flower border which carries over to the back is pretty cool yep and the og poster that came with this album yeah. is still in like primo condition it so is. that's pretty cool i left it inside um, I w- we would hang it on the studio walls, but I think it brings the value to the album. Not that I'm going to get rid of it, but...
0: No, I'd, I'd keep it in there, too. It's pretty um, cool.
1: Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. So, um,
1: what do you got for strong tracks? Well, for strong tracks, I gave it a five. Yeah. But as far as picking the strong tracks, I just said pretty much the whole album. Yeah. Um, I mean... Cause this album, it was a little weird because, um, it was the movie soundtrack pretty much, Mm -hmm. but yet it was its own entity as an album, you know, because, you know, on the sound, well, in the movie, you know, you got the Morris Day stuff, you Mm -hmm. got the Apollonia stuff. So, I mean, I'm not going to really call it a soundtrack album, no, but technically but it, it is. it technically is. So to me, it's just weird. To, how did you even categorize it? So I'm going on, it's its own entity, is the way I looked at it for our show purposes.
0: No, I, I get that. Like I gave it a five. I mean, how do you not, right? But, I mean, you, you could just look at the, the singles on this. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? And then you look at the other tracks. This. I mean, we'll get to deep cuts later, but albums that are this huge, I... Don't know that there really is a deep cut, but maybe there is. Uh, I mean, I g- how do you not give it a five? Right?
1: Yeah, because I mean, the singles off of it was When Doves Cry." That was the first one I remember seeing the video for on MTV.
0: Which uh, did you know this about When Doves Cry"? Originally, you know, there's a bass track on that album, but he cut it out when they released it because he thought it sounded better without the bass track.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's I, pretty cool. I, I think I heard something about that. But you got When Doves Cry." You got "Let's Go Crazy." Uh, Purple Rain, and then Take Me With You, which that song was originally, um, that was for the Apollonia 6 album. Yeah, that's right. But they ended up pulling it and putting it on this. Yeah. Um. I mean, you know, so, I mean, it had four singles off of it. Yeah. I mean, this
0: album was all over the place. Yeah. Um, and he's uh, Prince, is along with Beatles and Elvis, only person or band to ever have the number one single album and movie
1: at the same time. Uh, and that's the thing, man. I mean, the movie was great mm-hmm. um I I, I I don't know you you really can't say too much bad about this album, other than the length of it is a little on the short side. That's what she said <laughs> yeah, it's just nine songs, right? yeah, it's like uh forty three fifty one on the running time,
0: yeah, when I was listening to it uh the other day for the show. I was like, shit, that's it. Like at the end of both sides, yeah, I'm like, damn and, it.
1: And honestly, this is one of those albums that when you're just grooving to it, you're like, fuck, man, it's over. Yeah. You know? But I mean, it's just I mean, it sold like what, twenty five million copies and is like one yeah. of the best selling albums of all time. Yeah, I mean it
0: uh, I mean it spent um twenty four week consecutive weeks at number one. Like that's yeah that, that's I thought, insane.
1: I thought it was like 24, 26.
0: Yeah um yeah, it was on the it was on the chart for um almost three years.
1: <laughs> well, I yeah. mean, you know, but that's that's one of them things. I mean, it's a great fucking album.
0: Yeah, it is. So um we'll segue here to favorite track. Uh I'll go first. I gave it a five. And from the time when I was nine when I bought this cassette, this has been my favorite track and it still is listening to it on C D digital and then listening to it to be fair, when we reviewed this it's the first time i've actually heard it on vinyl uh which is great um it's let's go crazy the opening track
1: oh yeah i mean great opener yeah great opener
0: yeah it's got that cool intro right
1: yeah yeah, like when you calling up that trick in beverly hills you know the one (laughs) i mean if 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 that don't make you start quoting shit i don't know what will yeah um but i went a little different route i went tracks because i i i I was torn between two. Yeah. Um, I gave it a five or them a five. Um, I mean, the eight minute and forty-one second classic, Purple Rain. Yeah. I mean, you gotta throw that one up there. That's great. Uh, even though it's a single, but you know, Prince's lyrics and guitar tone on that is masterful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's probably one of the top 10 best album closers for sure.
0: Yeah. It, you know, it's funny you say that when I was listening and to it's it. It's
1: funny because you picked the opener and then yeah. I went ahead with the closer.
0: I mean, because uh, it's been so long since I listened to it. Like I said, I hadn't listened to a vinyl before. Like, can you think of an album that has better bookends than Let's Go Crazy and Purple Rain? Like, that's pretty no, fucking great.
1: I, I can't think of, none of it. And especially if you go back to like nine, early 80s. Yeah. I mean, good luck because honestly this album to me was leaps and bounds ahead of 1999 yeah and that was the album prior to this one and it's
0: good too it's
1: got it's got good stuff it is but i agree i think they were super tight uh performance wise on this one
0: they totally were plus this one he had more input from his the rest of the guys right like it was previously it was pretty much just him doing everything right
1: yeah but i i mean i get into that a little deeper Mm -hmm. on my thoughts of it yeah um i'll I'll save it for then but originally purple rain was supposed to be a country song he was going to do it with stevie nicks and shit he played the uh, demo for and uh wanted her to write lyrics to it and she goes i can't touch it she goes that song's too big for me wow and you know this is early 80s stevie Nicks. Yeah. you know when she was in her uh solo prime absolutely so i mean that just tells you right there that'd be cool to see what would have happened with that oh i know and i mean you know but i mean to get off track a little bit I mean, you know, like Nothing Compares to You, Sinead O'Connor. That yep. was a Prince tune, um, you know.
0: That uh, that Bangles song.
1: Was it Manic Monday? Yeah. Yeah, that was. Um, but my my honorable mention, which was my second, was Darling Nikki. Yeah. I mean, really, it's such a great song. The Foo Fighters covered it. I
0: know. Their, <laughs> their version is so good, too.
1: And speaking of the foos, I will get back into some more foo news Later in the episode. All right. So stay tuned for that, folks. But yeah, I mean, I I, did, I love this album. I did too. Um, let's move to a track to Avoid. What do you got? This one for me was a little hard because the song, I still like the song, but compared to the heavy hitters mm-hmm. that are on this, um, I gave it a three.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I went computer blue. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I like it. But it, to me, that song sounds more like a Morris Day and the Time song. I can see that. And it still makes you want to dance.
0: I think that's mm. one of the songs where the other guys actually came up with the um, the riff.
1: Yeah, they made the riff. Yeah. And then I think he come in and just kind of put his spin on stuff. Yeah. And, you know, so as far as the album as a whole, I think that was really the only song that um, probably every band member had some type of input on. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, like I said, I like it. I just, it, I don't know. There's just other ones on here I thought were just a little bit better.
0: That's interesting. Um, there might be some fireworks then when we get to Deep Cut. Uh, so my track to avoid, I gave it a two, and is uh, The Beautiful Ones.
1: <laughs> and there's going to be fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that, but.
0: Um, that's That's the only song on this record I don't like. I just think it's uh it just sounds like not as interesting version of the rest of the songs on the record.
1: I know, but it's hooky as shit. <laughs> it's fucking hooky as all get out.
0: It is, but you know what is better than the beautiful ones?
1: Computer blue. Uh, I don't know. Let's go to your deep cuts. Well, my deep cuts, I gave them a 4. Mm-hmm. I, I picked 3 of them.
0: Yeah, it's hard not. I I pick more than one too.
1: Um, the first one you shot down in flames, <laughs> not ACDC, but uh, the beautiful ones. Yeah, which I I liked it. You know, um, even though this song was a single, um, take me with you. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I said earlier, that was originally for the Apollonia Six album, and Baby I'm a Star, Baby I'm a Star, man. When that thing kicks in, where they have it laid out on this album, yeah. It, it it just builds it right back up, and then Purple Rain's like the next song, and it's like, wow.
0: Yeah, it's it's so good. This is, is kind of interesting, because so for my deep cuts, I picked Computer Blue, which you shot down in flames as well. But then my other one is Baby, I'm a Star.
1: Baby, I'm a Star, man. Anytime I hear that song, yeah. I want to dance around like Morris Day. Like, Jerome, bring me my mirror, you know. You
0: want to do the oak tree?
1: Yeah. I mean, you just, dude, it just makes you want to freaking dance. And then, you know, so you go from that high on that, and then Purple Rain, you know, starts out, and it's just mellow. It's
0: so good. Does that song make you want to jump in the purifying waters of Lake Minnetonka?
1: You know Mm it. Um, With my blouse on. (laughs) And Are
0: then, we, going, we should have went shirts and blouses today. Yeah,
1: and then we could have had pancakes. I dare you
0: to challenge Prince to a game of ball one-on-one. Challenge him. All right? And let, make sure your people is there to see the game. Because you might get embarrassed. Trust me. All right, he beat you in basketball, and then what happened? After it was all over, he took us in the house and served us pancakes. Bitches. <laughs> Oh, nice! I mean, so good. Uh, All right, production overall sound. I'll I'll start here. This, you know, we hit on this uh, at the beginning of the show, but this was kind of a cool episode because we did two vastly different versions of this record. So, I gave it. I am splitting what I gave depending on the vinyl source. So, we did. We have an OG copy, and then we also have a Picture Disc reissue. So, the OG copy is a five. The Picture Disc reissue is a one the og pressing is sounds fucking fantastic. <laughs> it's
1: like miles ahead. Yeah,
0: I mean it's it sounds really really fucking great. Um to be fair about picture discs, I I own a couple, but I hate them unless you're just going to hang them up for artwork. They're always um poppy and buzzy and, and yeah, they're, just,
1: they've got almost like this real high pitched screech yeah. to them too and I mean um honestly, I think the picture disc, and I didn't know any better when I bought the picture disc. Mm-hmm. You know, it was all they had, and we really, you know, my wife, your sister, and I liked the album. Yeah. And so we grabbed it, we listened to it once, and I was like, it sounds like you're listening to the album in a fucking trash can. Yeah. I mean, I can't put it no other way than that. Yeah. And honestly, I think that picture disc, We'll make it on our wall in the studio, yeah. And sure. that's probably it because I mean, um, if I mean, and I think it was like twenty three bucks. Yeah. So yeah, don't rush out and buy picture disc unless you absolutely have to have it because you're going to be highly disappointed in the sound quality.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're all like that. We've talked about it. Not to get too far off topic here, but the two of all the vinyl that I've listened to and I have. Two things that always sound like shit. Picture discs and glow-in-the-dark vinyl. Yeah. I, without I, exception.
1: I do not own any glow-in-the-dark yeah. vinyl, but I'm sure it's cool as fuck when you're sitting around drinking Colt 45. It, and It is pretty just awesome. Just like turn the lights <laughs> off and, you know, hell, you might even have some Billy D kicking on there. It's <laughs> like, hey, baby.
0: Um, yeah, so, uh, I don't
1: know. What do you think about overall listening experience? Um, I just, well, I gave the production and stuff on this one, a five for the OG. I figured you would hit more on the picture disc and I'm, I didn't even rate that. Yeah. Um, you know, in my opinion, I mean, I know it says that this was produced with Prince and the revolution. Mm -hmm. I just feel it was more Prince influence than it was anything. Yeah. Just knowing the facts that Prince was a hardcore perfectionist and, he was a, I mean, for lack of a better word, he was a control freak.
0: Yeah, I mean.
1: I mean, he was a fucking genius. He was a genius, and he had just know. come
0: off records where he's doing everything himself, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do think this album, the band probably was as tight as they was ever going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I find this album well balanced. It's got great headroom in it.
0: It does, for sure.
1: Um, To me, it's pure listening bliss when you drop the needle on this album. Um, I like the album's flow. I thought it was great. I love how it, it just takes you back to when you first seen the movie and said, I got to get that record. Yeah. And I, I also think this album is a great combo of rock, funk, R&B, and I'm even going to throw it out there, a hint of metal and glam. Yeah, I mean, Prince, he
0: was kind of all over the place. You know, this is when he still played that blonde telly, oh, you know, that, which just yeah. his tone was great. <laughs> Um, it's just hard to, it's hard to beat that, right?
1: Oh yeah. And
0: I mean, and, and, you know, like as you're listening to the whole record, side one, then side two, like the sequencing is perfect. Like these songs, each one to the next one, like it's just, just about perfect.
1: Yeah. I mean, I love the flow of this album. I thought, uh, I thought out of probably everything that we've actually reviewed, you know, thus far, I thought this one flowed the best out of everything. Yeah, I agree, and had the best opener and closer. Yeah, I mean, if no, you, I if you folks out there disagree, hey, hit us up on the Facebook page mm-hmm. um, or uh, you know on Yahoo because I I'll fight that. Yeah, I mean,
0: I, I mean, you start an an album, you know what I mean? Like, just look at the track listing. Right, you start with "Let's Go Crazy." You go through what seven songs that are killer, and you end with Purple Rain. I just don't know how you how you beat that.
1: Well, and, and since we're going to go talk to track listening real quick here, um, you know, and that's like uh, even the 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 song um that was for the Apollonia album, Take Me With You. Yeah, I love that little kind of bell chimey sound that little hook it's got. I mean, it just you know let's go crazy i yeah. mean definitely it pulls you into the fucking album but totally. then you know take me with you it it holds you into the song still
0: and and then the beautiful ones which i don't like but you do
1: no i know and and honestly i that's why i said this album was difficult to throw something away yeah because the flow on it is so great
0: and then you know talking about book ends so how the album starts and ends look how each side starts and ends too so you got let's go crazy in the end with darling nikki and then side two you start with when doves cry and end with purple rain it's like shit
1: yeah i mean and and you know i mean honestly side two is a fucking solid side too yeah it is i mean you got when doves cry i would die for you baby i'm a star and purple rain on there
0: i mean this might be of all the stuff we've reviewed so far this is probably the best side too right
1: i i would say yes
0: yeah, it's pretty great. And
1: and I understand. Um Prince is probably not everyone out there's cup of tea. But I'm sorry. The dude was a fucking musical genius. Yeah, he was. Um you know, I mean, good lord.
0: So do we even need to ask what our overall listening experience is?
1: Well, I mean, I gave it a 5. Yeah, me too. Um I mean, his guitar playing and perfectionism, they shine on this album. They do. You know, he was the king of mystery, too. That was something else that was cool about Prince. I mean, you didn't know if he wanted to be a chick, a dude. I mean, who cares? I yeah. mean, the dude was a fucking... He was a master musician. Yeah, He could play and arrange anything. Um, if his album doesn't make you want to dance and party, I don't know what will.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just so fucking fun to listen to.
1: And, I mean, and then if you... Uh, I mean, because even if the, what was the follow-up to this one? That was the one with Raspberry Beret.
0: Was that what, Around the World in the Day? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So Raspberry Beret and I think Kiss were the two off of that one. Yeah. Both great songs. Mm-hmm. But to me, they just didn't capture everything like this entire album did.
0: No, I agree with that.
1: And even some of his later stuff, nothing, you, it would have like one or two you know, catchy songs that you was like, yeah, that's cool, you know? Because I think the way he worked was he always had pretty much an album done before um, the other album was even finished, you know, in its run.
0: Well, I kind of feel like, you know, his albums before this all have good songs and the albums after this all have good songs. But this is the album where you just put on and go, right? Yeah.
1: And honestly, if we want to go, like, album to album... I don't think his next masterpiece album was until the Diamond and Pearls album. What was that, 92, I think?
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: Somewhere in the early 90s, because that was a fucking kick-ass album. Yeah. Because I think that album had, like, well, it had Diamonds and Pearls, uh, Cream. I mean, they had some fucking killer shit, and that was a tight fucking band, too, because that was when they went to the New Power Generation. Yeah, the New
0: Power Generation, yep. Um,
1: I mean, you know, and that's the thing. The dude was just... I mean, he was all over the place, style-wise, music-wise, but, yeah. man, he was a fucking genius. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think a hit on it, you know, he was a perfectionist. He can play every instrument better than anyone in his band That's right. could. You know, so that added to the perfectionist thing. Right. Um, you know, I and I always think he was always ahead of his time when he did albums or anything, Um, he just, he just loved to play music. And I think this album shows that so fucking much.
0: It totally does. It's, you know, there's not a ton of albums over the years. I mean, pick your genre where they sound completely timeless, right?
1: This one to me is, you could fucking put this out today and it would like blow people's minds.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it just doesn't happen. Like most stuff you listen to, uh, it sounds dated you know oh yeah yeah i'm mean, that's not a knock it's just it, it is what it is this this sounds timeless
1: and something else about prince too was you know after he died um you know they talked about how he had that vault mm-hmm. at paisley park full of music that no one's ever heard and people are like oh i want to get my hands on that and i kind of get a little different sense on that is you know i know he's got that vault and stuff but if you ask my honest opinion I don't think he held back any of his best stuff. I think he released all of his best stuff and he just gave you the best of what he had because he just did it because he loved playing music.
0: No, I mean, I, I agree with that. I've kind of always felt the same way. Like when somebody, an artist that you like passes away and you hear that like they've got this whole catalog of stuff they didn't release, your first instinct is to be like, shit, I want to hear that. But then you think, if they've got this stuff sitting back, and they never put it out. They didn't really want you to hear it because that wasn't really what they wanted to put out, right?
1: Yeah, and and honestly, I think Prince's take on it was probably a lot different than like Eddie Van Halen's take. Yeah, because I I know um, if you go through some of the stuff like Ed had in his vault, I mean, what I'm trying to think of the song. Um, I think he recorded it on the before they did the 1984 album. And then it that song never made the light of day until, I think it was the For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge album. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it might have been Right Now or something. He wrote that before he wrote Jump.
0: Yeah, I think I remember hearing that. He had that riff sitting around for a long time, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. And the piano part was all worked out, and it just sat on a shelf in his studio. I yeah. mean, now, you know, but honestly, man, I think Prince probably just, you know, he was like, yep, that's it. And it, just yeah. was letting it go.
0: No, I agree with that. A lot of times when we're doing uh, these records, you learn about uh, when a, a produce an outside producer comes in and they are looking through like demo stuff that these bands have. A lot of times they pick stuff up that the bands thought were kind of throwaway things, mm-hmm. right? And then they assemble a song. Prince kind of had that all worked out. You yeah. know what I mean? He already had, so that wasn't even a yeah and a and, part of the process. And I think
1: that's why he did produce all of his own stuff. Yeah. I mean. I think some of his early stuff may have had a producer, but I think that was one of his deals of why he kept shooting down record companies Yeah, because he wanted total control over all of his music and stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I mean, you know, and honestly, if you're an artist out there, that's what you need because, you know, I mean, if you lose your masters and shit, you lose everything. Yeah. And I mean, it's your, your work, man. Yep. And honestly, I do gotta throw it out there since we're kinda going off the rails a little bit. Cause I mean there's not we could we can't sit and knock his fucking album, folks. So I had to just pull some other good prints tidbits up. Yeah. I mean, his two thousand and seven Super Bowl halftime performance, hands down, the best ever fucking show.
0: Yeah, that was a good one.
1: I mean, not only did he do his own songs. I mean, but he even did the Foo Fighters. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, and, you know. and but
0: Did he do times like these? I can't remember. I think he did times like these, right? No, he did. Did he, did he
1: do Best of You, I think. Did he do Best of You? Right. I, I think so. I don't remember exactly which one it was. Yeah. But it was fucking, it was, it was badass. Yeah. If we did any research around here, instead yeah. of drinking Colt 45 <laughs> and other... <laughs> uh multitudes of shitty beer, we might know something. Yeah, it happens. Um, but then, if you want to top his uh, Super Bowl <laughs> show, I think you already know where I'm going with this one. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he got inducted into the Rock Hall of Fame in 2004... His fucking performance was off the fucking charts.
0: Yeah, uh, get on YouTube and watch that. I think it's on there. Yeah,
1: and I think it's quite possibly one of the best guitar solos <laughs> ever. Yeah, it's great. Um, I mean, he shredded the shit out of George Harrison's While My Guitar Gently Weeps. And, I mean, after he just rocked the shit out of it, he threw the fucking guitar straight up in the air. <laughs> And walked off the stage like, fuck it. Yep. I did what I came to here to do and left. You know, what a badass,
0: man. That was such a cool performance because it was what, like Tom Petty? I can't remember who I was playing uh, with Je- him.
1: Jeff Lynne Jeff Lynn. was with him. And they were just staring at Prince yeah. the whole fucking time like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, it
0: was cool to watch their reaction to him playing.
1: Because, God, Prince, he wasn't a big guy neither. Or?
0: No, I think he was like 5'2", five, 5'3". Five, five,
1: yeah, he was like that. And I mean... But his stage persona and stage presence was like he was like 25 foot tall, man. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I just go back and watch that performance of when he got inducted and he just rocked the fuck out of it, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I was going to bring that up if you didn't.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, you you honestly, you can't talk about Prince and not bring up some of those live uh, performances that he did.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Did you ever see him live? No, it yeah. would have been fucking awesome. Yeah, I never got to see me.
1: And that's the thing. Even though if you weren't a big fan of what he was putting out at the time, you know he was going to play off this good shit. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, I I do regret that I never did go see it.
0: No, I I do too. I, I mean, think,
1: and I think that's something too that you know we as music lovers in general we we take that shit for granted sometimes, and we're like, ah, he's he's like. Super great. He'll be here forever. And, I mean, you know, look at, like, last year, you know. Um, you know, rest in peace, Eddie. Yeah. Um, you know, Prince died, you know, what, a few years back? I feel like
0: coming out of that, the, you know, when we get into the post-pandemic phase, and, you know, years past... Everybody, myself included, might be like, I, you know, I'm gonna go see them next time they come around. But yeah. but now you you know you never know. You can't count on shit. So
1: well, that too, and we are getting old as fucking dirt these days. Well, there's <laughs> so, also that. So you know, we might need to start tightening up. And hey, yeah, we're gonna go see this show. You yeah. know, because yeah. I mean, it would have been awesome.
0: I know it, it would have.
1: And like I said, this album to me has it, it is one that you put on. I don't think there's anybody in the place. I don't give a shit. You could no. play this son of a bitch probably at a goddamn biker rally and they're going to fucking like, hell yeah, Prince, man. You Everybody
0: know? likes Prince. I'm telling you, I've never met somebody who's like, man, fuck that dude. I don't like Prince. Everybody's like, yeah, fuck and, yeah. And Prince. that's the
1: thing about him too is sure. You might not like everything you did, but you like a lot
0: of, you stuff, like you a know? lot more
1: shit than what you're going to admit. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. I think people aren't going to admit that they love Prince. But shit, Prince was a fucking genius, man. Yeah, I'll
0: admit it. I love Prince. All right, let's hit the uh, let's hit the recap. All right, what, do you, what did you give the Colt Forty Five? I gave it a thumbs up.
1: Yeah, it's a thumbs up, but it ain't something I'd want to drink every day.
0: No. What about the album cover and artwork?
1: I gave it a four.
0: Yeah, I did too. It's awesome. Pretty. I can't imagine a more Prince album cover than <laughs> that. And, although maybe his uh, debut album.
1: Oh, the, <laughs> the one from '78. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but. It's pretty great. Uh, strong Tracks. But this
1: one has way more better songs on it than it does. that one. It does. Um, strong Tracks, I gave it a five. I, I did mean, too. I pretty mean, much the whole fucking album.
0: Yeah, just just put it on. Um, favorite track?
1: Uh, I went with Purple Rain and Darling Nikki. Yeah, you can't go wrong. I mean, I gave it a five.
0: I went Let's Go Crazy, but and those are great ones too. Track to Avoid and Deep Cuts are where we flip-flopped.
1: Yeah, I gave uh, Track to Avoid a three, and I went Computer Blue.
0: Yeah, I gave it a two. It went beautiful once.
1: I mean, that's the thing. Probably out of this album, those probably are the two weaker songs.
0: Yeah, I agree, but you're not going to skip either one.
1: No, no, you're still going to listen to them. And honestly, this album as a whole, you need to drop it and just flip it and just play it all the way through. Yeah,
0: it's fun not to get too far off the recap here, but when I was reviewing it, uh, you know, usually I'm sitting there taking notes but I would found, find myself putting my notes down and just sitting back and listening yeah you know, and that
1: was something else that was great about this album Yeah. is I mean just usually just throw it on and chill yeah. I mean yeah, get to great. some cult 45 and just kick back
0: that's right um, Deep Cuts so I gave it a 4 I did uh, Computer Blue and Baby I'm a Star
1: yeah I went 4 and I took the Beautiful Ones uh, Take Me With You and Baby I'm a Star
0: Yeah, and then production, overall sound, we both gave it a five.
1: Yeah, it's a definite five.
0: Uh, Although, if you're doing the picture disc, uh, it's a one. Um, Overall listening experience, we both gave it a five.
1: Yeah, it's a five. And just to reiterate the picture disc, stay away from it. Because, honestly, they made a gazillion copies of this. Yeah. You will eventually find one in the wild. Yep. And. No doubt about that. I mean, you might not have the poster, but. But Still, it, just it'll, it'll hold out for good. an original.
0: Yeah. And uh, if you get a picture disc, don't have that be your primary copy. Like, have that be a piece of artwork or something. Get a, not not just this for anything, like get a more listenable version of the record. Because oh, you're not going to be definitely. happy with a picture disc as your primary copy.
1: Definitely. And like I said, the, the picture disc does look cool. It looks really cool. I mean, but um, it's not cool enough to make it on this show. Right. That's one of the reasons we kind of put this album on until my wife your sister happened to come home one day and said look honey look what i found and yep. lo and behold she come in with an og copy and it had the original poster i about shit my pants i pooped my pants yeah
0: it's a good one um all right should we call
1: it a week oh uh, yeah we can call it a week on this one
0: all right do we want to tease what next week's episode is or are we gonna let it fly should It'll, i be a surprise
1: i don't even know what next week's episode is
0: I don't either. I guess we're going to have to hold on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, once again, we've been drinking before we started the show, right. and then we cracked Colt 45, and yeah, I don't know what the fuck's up for next week. Um, Yeah, so we'll just leave you hanging, folks, because that's uh, what we like what? to do.
0: Let's do a shout out to Cousin Dave, because next week's episode is for Cousin Dave, right?
1: Oh yeah, I know which one you want to do now. Uh, so you must have got it in the uh I did. in the mail.
0: It showed up uh the clash London
1: calling. All right, cousin Dave, you asked for it. We've tried to provide. Yep. Um, I just do want to piggyback at Boogie, I am still looking for the one you requested for me, but they have not repressed it in a while and an original is shitty sounding and very expensive. Yeah. So I'm I'm waiting, but I got you I got you on hold there, buddy. Yeah. But uh, you know, hey, just remember stay swaggy friends. That's right. And uh, make sure to tell your friends about the show if you love it. Uh, give us the feedback on the Facebook page. Hit us up at Beards Brews Vinyl Reviews at yahoo.com. And as every week, we should do more research. We should. But On the flip side of that, it's not our job to report to you straight facts. We're giving you our honest opinions. That's right. And we're leaving it open for your own interpretation. And hopefully, you guys will go out and find some of these shitty beers, find these great albums, and give them a shot yourself. And you see what you think. Absolutely. And, you know, that's one of the joys of being a music listener. And a music fan, and everything else. Yep, no doubt. So, without further ado, we are Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. I'm Brandon. I'm Travis. And we hope you enjoyed this episode of Purple Rain. Yep. And if you don't like Prince and the Revolution, fuck Fuck you. you.